You're listening to Temporary Circumstances, and I'm your host, Alina Sowers, a licensed professional counselor in Ohio. And I'm your co-host, Cora Mayfield, also a licensed professional counselor in the state of Ohio. In this podcast, we're going to share some ideas and things that we've learned that aren't too often talked about in mental health, including some taboo topics, if you will, like death and grief, trauma and PTSD, addictions, and others. We will cover some of the worst things imaginable that happen to people around us every single day and how we can help them get through those difficult times. The opinions on this show are ours only and do not reflect any agency that we work for. Hey everybody, so we were thinking about some of the things that we're all living through right now with the coronavirus, COVID-19, and some of the mental health issues that this is bringing up. And we thought that we would have a little bonus episode to discuss some of these things. Yeah, absolutely. So I think some things that people are currently experiencing, probably anxiety, depression in relation to these um, or to what's going on right now in the world. That is absolutely normal for the time being. I think a big part of this is that we're dealing with a lot of unknowns. We don't have a lot of information. And with a lot of places being um, in a state of having to stay at home, a lot of people are also missing out on their coping skills that they that they usually use. So that, of course, makes it even more difficult and even more overwhelming to deal with this situation. I think that we need to keep in mind that this is true for everyone. It is really common if you are feeling anxious or nervous or scared uh, or depressed. These are common feelings. It's normal. I'll be honest. It makes me nervous too. So that that cliche saying of we're all in this together, kind of true right now. Yeah, yeah, we really are. Um, And I think that's important to keep in mind. I think everybody's going through the same thing right now. We definitely are all in the same place. You know, the good thing is that it it seems like a lot of um, organizations and people are stepping up and willing to help for those people who need it and are struggling during this time. I think it's really important to reach out if you need help. Don't be afraid to reach out. Doesn't make you weak. Doesn't mean that you aren't handling it well and you're not a burden on anyone. Don't think that, well, everybody's going through it, so I can't reach out. Absolutely reach out to your support system, to your mental health people, to your government, to your family, to your friends, whoever you have that you can reach out to. Right, right, absolutely. And one thing to keep in mind, you know, on that note is that a lot of counselors right now are offering online counseling as well. So myself included, uh, we're offering that as an option for clients. And I know there's been some hesitancy with that. You know, the truth is that online counseling, it's it's not worse than in-person counseling. It's not better. It's just a bit different than what people are used to. Um, And it takes a little bit of getting used to that, but it can be effective. We can still help clients, you know, learn coping skills, process stress in these overwhelming times. Um, Absolutely. So that's an additional resource that you guys have um, reaching out to your counselor or if you don't have a counselor, a new counselor um, and doing some online sessions. Our, our um, practice is only offering telehealth right now, only virtual visits. We're trying to do it all via a video conferencing app. And I mean, if we have to do it over the phone, we will. So it's really a safe way for everybody to get seen and continue their therapy 
I know we're here in the state of Ohio. We have Governor Mike DeWine, and he's made a point to telling the public, don't miss your therapy appointment. Keep your therapy appointments. And so the telehealth is really giving people the opportunity to keep those appointments. And honestly, for me, um, it's been interesting and kind of fun to do telehealth with my clients because I'm seeing a lot more about them. I'm meeting family pets. I'm seeing their surroundings, what their environment is. And, and that's been um, eye-opening, really. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely agree. Um, and I think clients um, and perhaps even us, the counselors, you know, we're we're enjoying this time that we can still spend talking to each other and having someone to process things with. Of course, not on the counselor side, but the client side. But just having someone to talk to that is not, you know, those same people you're kind of stuck in the house with for the time being. Now, don't get me wrong. Some of us love those people that we're with, and that's amazing, and um, that's great. But it can still be overwhelming to kind of be told and have that control taken away from you, uh, but to be told that now you have to be, you know, in the house with with these people for the majority of your time. Um, So it can be a nice change of pace in addition to the other benefits of counseling. So I want to be cautious as I talk about some individuals being stuck at home with their loved ones, as I do recognize that some of us may be stuck in unsafe situations, and that includes situations such as domestic violence um, or, or child abuse situations. We do know that child abuse is expected to go up during this time, there's um, a hospital in Texas that has already reported an increase in severe child abuse cases during this time. That's according to CBS News. So I wanted to provide some additional resources. The National Domestic Violence Hotline is 1-800-799-7233. And the National Child Abuse Hotline is 1-800-422-4453. So if you are a child or um, a victim of domestic violence and you feel unsafe, please reach out. Um, If you're someone who is concerned for a child, if you suspect child abuse or neglect, you can call your local county's children's services phone line to report that. You can also call 911 if you're not sure what that is. Um, I also want to point you guys to childhelp.org. This is a resource for both parents and children alike during a time like this. Again, we understand that this is a frustrating time. A lot of people are really stressed right now. There's a lot of unknowns and uncertain. So if you do feel frustrated, that is okay. It's okay to ask for help and reach out. Um, But childhelp.org, it has some resources for both parents and children, as I said, and they're currently available to help. They also welcome any phone calls. Cora, do you have anything to add to those? Yeah. The only thing that I have to add to that is that with the shelter-in-place orders, the stay-at-home orders, sometimes people are confused about what's still available and what's not still available. Um, Children's services workers. And these nonprofits, these government organizations, they are still there. They are essential employees. Those resources are still available to you. 911 will always be there. Give those people a call if you need help. Right. 
and you know one additional notice I wanted to bring up is that there's also um, additional growing concern that coronavirus could be affecting current and former foster children as well. So we know that some or many college dorms have closed, at least here in Ohio. Some family courts are closing. Um, some family visits are being suspended. So there's a lot of vulnerable youth out there. We also know that there's a connection between vulnerable and homeless youth and human trafficking. So we want to be cautious when it comes to that. But, you know, especially those older teens who are perhaps aging out of foster care, they may be forced to resort to couch surfing at this time, or they may become homeless. So if you know a youth who is vulnerable, um, and if you can do something to help, such as offer shelter or food, or even just resources, you know, please reach out to those youth directly. You never know the power just one person can have. Um, it really can. So, and again, with that being said, if you're someone who is feeling frustrated, stressed out during this time, if you're overwhelmed, please reach out for help. Help is available right now. It really is. So we wanted to talk about a few coping skills that we can use to feel a little bit better during this time. Um, one thing that I like to use with clients, this is good for panic attacks. Sometimes if you're feeling very angry, this is good for um, those rapid, repetitive worries and thoughts that we have sometime, and that's called grounding. And I'm sure many people out there have heard about grounding. Um, they've heard about the 54321 grounding, where you pick five things you see, four things you hear, and on down. Um, but there's a couple that I do. Um, with clients that are a little bit different and a little bit faster. The idea is still to use your senses, um, but this one, I like it because it requires you to pay attention to the, the current experience that you're having rather than the, the thoughts that you're having. Um, and so what I suggest to clients is go into your kitchen. If you have an ice maker, an ice tray, a bag of ice, get out a piece of ice and hold it in your hand. Hold it over the sink so you're not making a mess, but hold it in your hand. And that piece of ice is cold enough and it's wet enough and it's uncomfortable enough that it requires that you're now experiencing what's actually happening right now rather than those repetitive thoughts. It's very quick, um, it's easy, and while if somebody catches you do it, doing it, they may think you're a little bit weird, but it, I've had some really good luck with this. What do you use, Alina? Yeah, so I really like the ice idea. I actually use something very similar to that. But what I often suggest for clients is just getting something cold. Um, and a good thing for that can be like a bottle of soda or a bottle of water and just placing that on the back of your neck. So it's literally the same concept. But again, it shifts your attention to that sensation. And in, in that time, it takes your attention away from the worry and those repetitive thoughts that you're having. So I really like that technique. <clears throat> I've also been talking to people about, you know, just trying perhaps new skills that they haven't tried before, um, or maybe even an old and forgotten skill. Maybe you used to paint and that used to be something that would bring you peace and calmness. Go ahead and try that again and see if it still works or maybe you can try something new. 
we can also teach things like relaxation techniques and breathing techniques. We'll walk you guys through a guided imagery technique here in a few minutes. Um, but one more thing I wanted to mention that's helpful, and, and this is something for me personally, I like to view my anxiety if I have anxiety, um, especially about situations like this. I like to view it as energy. And for me, that's something that I can channel into being productive. Now, again, I want to be cautious as I say that because I do understand that for some people right now, they just need to survive. And that is absolutely fine. If that's what you need to do, you know, just get through, um, do what you have to do to survive this. Uh, but if you're someone uh, who is like me and is used to kind of staying more busy, go ahead and try channeling that energy into something productive. Um, do something you've been putting off for a while. You know, this is a great time, especially if you're not working, to catch up on some things you've been meaning to do but haven't had a chance to. We wanted to offer um, a little bit of some guided imagery for anybody who might be struggling right now. And this guided imagery is going to take about five minutes long. If you've never heard of guided imagery, what it is, is it's a mind-body intervention in which a trained practitioner, so a therapist, or in this case, Alina, helps the participant um, evoke mental images that stimulate or recreate a sensory perception. So that means she's going to help you use your imagination to create um, a world and where the sights, the sounds, the taste, smells, movements are all helpful for your mental health. Yeah, um, exactly. So this is something that we sometimes teach clients in counseling. Um, so wanted to go ahead and share a version of it with you guys. So hopefully no one is driving right now. If you are driving, please don't do this. But if you're listening at home, Go ahead and get relaxed. That's the most important thing about this. So you can lay down or just sit as comfortable as possible. Um, and then go ahead and put your head back so that you're not using those neck muscles. And I'm going to ask you to go ahead and close your eyes for this. And we'll just start off by taking some slow, deep breaths in. And I want you to be aware that you're breathing in relaxation. And as you exhale, allow yourself to sink even deeper into relaxation. Letting go of any tension as you exhale. And I want you to visualize and imagine relaxation starting at the top of your head and flowing all the way down through your body to the bottom of your feet. And as you continue to allow relaxation to develop, it's flowing over you the way water does in the shower. You become more relaxed, more peaceful, more grounded. Now I'd like you to allow yourself to drift to a peaceful place. This can be a vacation place. 
another place you've been to before, or even a place you've never been to. Most importantly, everything is exactly how you like it there. It's the perfect day. Perfect weather outside. Allow yourself to drift off. And when you're there, allow yourself to relax and breathe in that peaceful place. And as you notice everything around you, that peaceful feeling is getting deeper and deeper. It's the perfect day. Allow yourself to feel that. And imagine a dimmer switch where you're turning out that feeling of peace and joy. It's becoming stronger and stronger. Look around your place, feeling calm and centered. Continuing to breathe in the peace. And here in a few moments, I'm going to have you leave your peaceful place. But before you do, you're going to breathe it in inside. Enjoy your safe place. Look around it. Feel more joy, more happiness. And as you continue to stay relaxed, I want you to keep in mind that you're going to hold the safe place close to your heart, where you can call on it any time of the day or night, simply by taking in a deep breath. And now I'm going to ask you to slowly leave your safe place and come back to whatever room you're in. So as you get ready to do that, slowly remember the sounds, the lights, and the sights in your room. And you can open your eyes as you fully come back to that place. So... One more thing I wanted to mention is just keeping in mind, you know, focusing on the things that you can control during this time. I know I personally have seen a lot of posts on social media about this, and I think they're all along the correct lines. Absolutely. You know, just keeping in mind that currently what you can control are things like, you know, washing your hands, staying in your home, staying away from other people. And essentially, it just doesn't do us much good to focus on things that are outside of our control because there's nothing we can do about those things. Um, so I do recognize that's easier said than done, but just keeping that in mind. Also, just kind of being factual during this time can be helpful as well. So if you are safe, hopefully most people are who are listening to this, just keeping that in mind. You know, I am currently safe in my home. I am healthy. My family's healthy. I've made it this far. So things like that. 
So those are just additional tools that you can use as you um, process the current crisis. And as we wrap up here, I wanted to offer some resources that are available to everyone. These are going to be federal resources in the United States. Obviously, cdc.gov um, does have some information on there about things to do with anxiety, about some resources that are available. I recommend going to the National Alliance for Mental Illness website. That is N-A-M-I, um, NAMI.org. Um, they have a huge list of information and resources that are available for everyone, um, including some phone numbers and people that you can talk to. It also has um, ideas for ways to build up your support system and how to use that. I also recommend going to Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration website. That's samhsa.gov. There is a phone number there that you can call for help. Um, for that, it is, it's called the SAMHSA Disaster Distress Helpline, 800-985-5990. It's 24-7, 365 crisis counseling and support. Um, so that can be helpful if you don't already have therapy, a therapist or counseling. Um, to contact NAMI, try 800-950. 6264. They're there Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern, and they will help you find other resources that might be applicable to you in your state or your local area. So thanks for listening, guys, and um, we'll be with you again soon. Thanks for listening to Temporary Circumstances. Leave us a review wherever you found us and comment on anything you want to hear more about or have questions on.